0: Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it for sure. I yes. really, really enjoyed it. One, two, we got three players right here. Safe Four, game. if if, uh, if Janine joins us. Janine? Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do you just wanna play a stress simulator where you're just constantly stressed? <laughs> it's nothing like work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe one day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: can I see your character sheet? Yes, yes of course. <clears throat> Guys, I, I feel particularly guilty because twice we were supposed to play this, and twice I was ill.
1: Well, I mean, you can't really help it, man.
0: Yeah, I know. don't worry about it. I'm gonna fuck you this time.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, I, I need you to make an opposed roll just before we get started. Sure. Uh,
0: what am I opposing? Uh, just just roll the dice and J- tell, just me, tell me what you get. Sure. Uh, I do not have any die. Uh, I'll give them to you, man. Oh, that didn't go
3: well
0: for well, you. Yeah. Seventy-six. <laughs> Seventy-six. All right. Uh, come with me.
1: Oh, oh! There's special things are happening that we didn't get on 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 my. Fabio has just taken Charles outside for some secret chit chats after losing a role.
2: Welcome back to the Tales of Podcast. I'm Fabio. I'm going to be the GM for this episode of our playthrough of Arc Dream Publishing's Delta Green Scenario, Music from a Darkened Room. And we are really in the shit now.
3: Um, We're
2: very much looking forward to jumping back in.
0: Charles. Yes, that's me. You are here with us today. Who are you playing? Uh I am playing Eric Perras, also known as, and it's now canon. It was always Agent Michaels. It was never Agent Michael. Uh yes, fire fire extraordinaire. Not at all losing his mind right now. Totally safe. Just 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 who you'd want to open the door, basically, greets you every time you knock. That's A who I am.
2: Stable genius with an axe. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: that's me
4: Eric. we've also got mike hello hi I, mike uh, <laughs> i'm hello. playing the character known as lucas boshiers
0: yeah FBI special agent and where is he from from n- up north <laughs> <laughs> i've been looking forward to this what did you
4: say sounded new jersey new, oh sure or something <laughs> or something <laughs> we're loving it though Jersey or brooklyn uh, i don't fucking know yeah uh, we're
0: podcasting here has not changed <laughs> <laughs>
4: wonderfully consistent <laughs> um yeah that's me and of course we've got Jan. hi
1: hi uh yeah i'm playing uh, fbi special agent madeline aka selena goodwill expert human behaviorist amateur animal behaviorist cat lady you keep stealing my extraordinaire by going first. <laughs> Sorry. Cat, cat lady connoisseur.
0: Ooh. I should have gone with that. All right. I take it back. Uh, Eric Paras is a firefighter connoisseur. That just sounds like.
1: You're a connoisseur of firefighters. <laughs> yeah, that
0: just sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Collector
1: of fireman yeah. calendars. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That sounds like the start of a, a movie I once saw. Never mind.
1: Well, hello, Mr. November.
0: <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've been away for a couple of weeks because we had some illnesses. So Sorry.
2: thank you for coming back to us. Hopefully you enjoyed our, um, let's not call them filler episodes, uh, standing <laughs> episodes.
1: Our fun little brief interludes.
2: What did we have? We had we had uh, lasers of feelings. feelings
1: with special guests Patsy and Seb.
2: And will people be hearing the other one shot we did before this goes out or Ooh no. Can I tease
1: it? Oh yeah, tease it all the way.
0: No, I don't know how to tease it. How do I how do I Uh there there are long tongs involved? What was Ooh, the other one? Yeah. Wasn't the pig's one, right? We're not showing off the pig's no, one. No, we're not. What was the pig one? Oh yeah, that will never be aired. <laughs> Jeez,
1: <that'll win. laughs>
2: <laughs> not even for Patreon I mean, supporters, <laughs> if that ever happens.
1: I'd like to think, though, that after Pigs at a Wedding, with our last one shot, we at least did some justice to a Grant Howard game.
2: Yes, yes. Again, so we so. have, we we, uh, we just barely managed to finish it in the time we had, but you will get to listen to it soon.
1: Yes, maybe after Delta Green is over, who knows?
2: Possibly. Um, yeah, but yeah, the pig thing, you're not going to hear that. This is a safe <laughs> space. Okay. Can I hear it. And, uh, Can <laughs> I, I c- don't even know what happened. No,
1: me neither. Uh, it's
2: out of control. Um I also wanted to bring up the fact that we have record numbers of downloads right, lately.
3: Oh, woohoo! So
2: thanks everyone for um listening, for spreading mm-hmm. the word if that's what you're doing.
1: Yeah, we, we have on average until now had about 100 110 downloads a month and uh, we are recording this on so, 27th of February and this month we have had 200 downloads so almost a 100% increase. Mm. I noticed in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the month there was a day where all of a sudden we had we'd gone from having like eight average eight downloads a day to 40. Oh. So I don't know what happened. Did someone mention us or recommend us somewhere? If so, I'm not aware of it. But hey, listeners, if you know, please tell us. We'd love to say thanks, and mm. we are super happy to have those new listeners with us.
0: No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, uh, yeah, it means a lot. It means a lot. It, it really does. Uh, whenever we do this, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of fun for us. But y- you kind of don't know if anybody's gonna latch on or not. So to have people that are enjoying. It, it, yeah, it feels great.
1: It seems yeah. like some of the new people that have come in have also like binged um, some of the episodes as well, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So really happy about that. And uh, whilst we're on the subject, if you want to help us grow even more, why don't you leave us a five-star review on your podcatcher? It will help us show up in more searches and enable more people to find us. Mm-hmm. We'd also just love to hear from you. We'd like to hear what you're enjoying about the podcast. Mm. We'd like to hear maybe do you have any games in particular, any systems you'd like to hear us play? Why don't you drop us a line? You can reach us on our socials. So far, I've only really interacted with a couple uh, of listeners of the pod. Shout out to Kid and to Vez. Thank you very much for always speaking so highly of us on Twitter. Um, anyone else, though, wants to share their thoughts, feelings, or have any suggestions of games to play, reach out to us. Um, our our main Twitter account is at Tills of Podcast and I know that Fabio recently set up some other socials
2: I've forgotten the names though
1: <laughs> okay fair
2: it's on Instagram you'll probably find it I mean just a search function right My my phone is... You're nailing this. You're (laughs) nailing this.
1: (laughs) The search function on on, uh, podcatchers is really bad uh, for finding small podcasts. Um, So that's why you need to leave us a review, folks. And uh, we'll appear higher up in the search results. I'll put the rest of the socials in the show notes and update the end credits sometime.
2: But enough of that bollocks. Let's get into the game. (laughs) These people (laughs) want to hear what's going on. All righty. Um... End of last episode. Bit of a cliffhanger. We ended with... Shall I recap this? Or have people just binged straight through to this? And they know exactly what happened. And it's like when you're binging on Netflix and you have to skip the recap. You the, the recap i think let's, can let's skip let's the recap recap give them a bit of a recap. <laughs> yeah, let's they, give them they, a I recap. They, Our they're, agents they're all one. entered um, the house on Spooner Avenue. Shit got real straight away. Uh, Agent Morgan got stuck under the floor. I think that might have been a previous like previous to the last episode. In the last episode, Agent Morgan got laughed at by an old lady.
4: Mm-hmm. Which was way more scary. Yeah. Way <laughs> more damaging.
2: Agent Madeline f- drowned in a mirror nearly. Almost. And Agent Michaels just went fucking goo-goo banana pants, really. <laughs> I had good coffee. <laughs> that, that'll do it. <laughs> and the last thing we saw... Was Chief Buffington coming to the door? Mm. It is late in the afternoon.
1: I think so. Yeah, mid mid to late afternoon.
2: It's winter, so it's already starting to get dark. Um, if we're looking down Spooner Avenue towards number twelve oh six, there is uh, Agent Michael's truck is outside. Agent Morgan's FBI sweet car sedan of Mm -hmm. some sort is outside i assume it's black yeah Uh, there's also a meadowbrook pd squad car yeah and there is a police officer at the door and if we were to walk up closer (laughs) and see what was happening we might have heard what he had just said to the uh deranged looking man standing in the door in the front door (laughs) But right now towards the back of the house in the master bedroom, Agent Morgan has just found Agent Madeline lying on the ground. Her clothes and hair are soaking wet. She is lying in the middle of the room in front of a mirror. And the room in fact is completely covered in mirrors. The walls are entirely covered with mirrors. And the mirrors are almost entirely covered with blood. Something which Agent Madeline didn't notice when she came in, although it's very, very obvious as Agent Morgan comes in and finds Madeline in a heap on the ground.
4: Uh Uh, How do I start with that, man? Um, Holy fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Agent Madeline, do you want to start off with a cough? Oh, sweet Mother Mary, kid, let's get you the fuck out of here. <laughs>
3: uh, Morgan, what the fuck? Uh,
4: uh, hey, what's the matter with you? it a been raining in here.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 I, and she looks behind her to the mirror. Does she still see the penny on the other side of the mirror?
2: She no longer sees the penny she sees a splattering of blood all over the mirror that she's just come
3: through
1: mm-hmm. so she whips her head around to look for the penny sees the blood kind of flips onto her back and is just like what the actual fuck this 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 <gasps> this wasn't here a moment ago Morgan
4: here's the thing here's the thing I've got a. this looks bad we had all the mirror stories I'm not gonna stop to talk to you I'm gonna grab you by like this scruffy the the front of your shirt and drag you out as if like we were being shot at kind of thing (laughs) you're just getting to the door uh, out of the bedroom
2: when you hear the doorbell ring and you hear footsteps from the den going towards the doorbell agitated footsteps going towards the front door
0: agitated footsteps aye
4: did you order pizza (laughs) (laughs) do you follow (laughs) yeah once we're out of the room and I slam the door shut
1: Oh, cause I was going to say one, one question Everything is covered in blood But there had been Numerous uh, times Mentioned That there was One mirror That had a shape In it Yes that it was the one the That was
2: right behind you That you've just come out of Oh Yes So on that On that mirror the, There is The shape of a person mm-hmm. As if someone had been in the way of the bl- splatter of blood.
1: Because I was going to invest, like look for the one to investigate. But if that's the case, I'll say Morgan is basically dragging me out by by my collar from the back, and I'm kind of like pushing my legs and my hands backwards, but like maintaining eye contact with the the shape in the mirror, just wide eyed.
2: Excellent. You get as far as yeah, I guess you get as far as the den, and now you can see the front door you can see agent michaels back he's standing in front of the door it's open he's got an axe in his hand and chief buffington is outside the door you can see him over his shoulder chief buffington has just drawn his gun he's pointing it at agent michaels and he's demanding to know what the fuck is going on in here what the fuck is going on in here agent michaels Are you real? Put, put the axe down, son. What? Oh,
0: uh, yeah. No. Uh, I, yeah, he drops the axe. I, I, are, are you real? Get on the ground. Uh, yes, 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 sir, sir. I'm, I'm complying, I'm complying. But are, are, you, are you real? Yes, I'm fucking real. Oh, thank fuck. Oh, my, he, my God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Agent Michaels is just relieved. He's got his hands on his head, like, but he's smiling and laughing. Just... <laughs> I'm alive. As uh,
2: Buffington is he's still pointing his gun at you. He's going for his uh, handcuffs. When you lie down he now sees Agent Morgan and Madeline behind you. Madeline's soaked in water. Um, But he's met you before so this throws him off. He points the gun at you for a second and instantly points it away back at Agent Michaels. Realize what he's doing. his gun but still kneels down to handcuff Michaels Mm. does someone want to
4: explain what is going on here special agent ah chief good to see you gotta say it's a bit of a surprise
0: um
3: I can tell I caught
0: you all at a bad time
1: (laughs) (sighs) I can fucking say that again
0: agent Michaels is just giggling to himself on the floor
1: (laughs) he's real
0: Michael simmer down (laughs) sorry
4: God. What happened to her? <laughs> her? Did you fall in a toilet?
1: <coughs> yes, I got a fucking swirly. Obviously.
2: Someone better start talking some sense here or we're all going to go talk down the station.
1: I I take off my heels and kind of wr- wring them out a little bit, realise it's not working, throw them on the ground and just kind of slump in the doorway behind, uh, behind um, Michael's. Hmm. Um, looking for my my purse that's got like a like sedatives and shit in it. I think okay. I probably would have left it in the hallway or something.
2: Yeah, um, Agent Morgan. It looks like you're. It's up to you to explain to Buffington what's going on.
4: We wanted to check out the the scene of Donnelly's death. It made sense to come here and see if, what we could find. I remember hearing that the murder weapon, suicide weapon, whatever we want to call it, was never found. That, that all sounds rational
2: and sane, but what I'm seeing here does not match what you're talking about.
4: We were we were backtracing, you see. We, we, we were, we're method investigators. We like to get into character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been looking up a lot of the, the past activity in this here house. So, uh, you know, it goes back a long way, way past Donnelly.
1: Like uh, Madeline realizes that this kind uh, tries, tries to jump in on this and is like, yes, we'd heard about, for example, the Tour boy who 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 had apparently drowned, but everything was dry around him in a dry bathtub. We were trying to see how we could recreate this, and clearly we failed.
2: So you got in the tub.
1: Yes, I'm the smallest of us. I, I think it was the only option for me to get in.
2: It's got a little out of hand. I'm, I'm struggling to understand where you all learned oh,
0: you. just work. Just, 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 just. And what about stars. you? What about you, big guy? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I heard something upstairs. Would you like to go investigate? Uh, Buffington
2: looks at uh says, This guy's with you, right?
4: <laughs> yes. You vouch for him? Is he? crazy
0: <laughs> 20
4: minutes ago I seemed fine
0: <laughs> I did did I I I, I guess I did yeah sure Yes. All right.
4: I'm gonna
2: need um, let's see you're soaked so no you're
4: handcuffed so no so you're gonna have to give me a persuade roll okay I think I'm good at that I'm okay at that <laughs> that's a fail <laughs> okay okay this is not adding up there's something,
0: there's some kind of bullshit going on here. Just, 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 just check out one of the rooms. I, I insist. I think you'll understand really quickly. All we'll right, stay okay. here. Check any of the rooms. I'm handcuffed anyway.
4: Michael, he ain't helping. <gasps> He's got up, up. He, he,
0: he pulls you up by your
2: collar, yeah. and uh, he marches you into the den, and he puts you on the couch. Oh, this place again. The same couch where you saw that mm-hmm. indentation, and then you heard a
0: shotgun blast. Just, just don't let me drink the coffee. Got a bit of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, a, 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 as long as as you guys are here, officer, go check the next room. I promise you, you'll understand.
1: I, I just I would say that me and Morgan are maybe just a little bit behind them, and I'm like, Morgan, this is
0: not a good idea. Nope. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, and uh, does he know your name? He knows you as what, Agent yeah. Madeline.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Madeline, why don't you sit down as well, or I'll find you a towel, maybe?
1: Uh, just a cigarette would be fine for me, thank you.
2: Uh, I don't smoke, but maybe you'll find something around. Boshears, come with me.
4: Show me one of these rooms you're talking about. Oh, no, about. It, it only works if you go in alone. Chief, you've already been here before. There's no need. Let me take this fella home, get some water in him. Maybe a cup of coffee. I need something way stronger than water. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, this guy's coming to the station with me. All right, I ain't gonna fight you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to know what the fuck he was talking about, though. What What's
4: going on in these rooms? Well, it, let's take a look. See if it's just the ramblings of a crazy person. <laughs> he um, he leads you to the master bedroom.
2: You both walk in. It's the scene that you left. It's the blood is on the... Mirrors. He seems unfazed by this. He's already seen this. Um, he goes over to where you fell out of the mirror, and there's a pool of water. He's like, just mumbling to himself under his breath, and he said, like, "Okay, which other rooms were you in?" Spent some time up in the attic. All right, come on, come with me. <laughs> he marches you up the stairs. He has a look.
1: Can I say at this time I'm still downstairs with with Michaels? Mm-hmm. Uh, And I I have found my purse. I have found my cigarettes, and I'm now looking for a sedative to potentially shut him up.
0: Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Would you would you say that I? I mean, I think we said before I probably would have had something like that in my purse.
2: Uh, What's your background?
1: Um, like uh, biology and psychology.
2: Um. Oh, not as a doctor, but as a. This is your personal stuff. Or you have you carrying this as part of your. Your kit?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I have a med kit, but we said there would probably be some kind of like psych, like psychiatric uh, yeah. and other kind of medicines for.
2: Sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't see any reason why, they, why you shouldn't have whether it's your own prescription or you you have it for other reasons. You'd probably it would probably
0: be your own prescription. So but like, Let's say you definitely. Have like it.
1: diazepam is for. Coming down Wait, right. wait,
0: tell me you have to go to the car to get that and you just leave me in the room. No, please, I'm not leaving you in the please room. Please do it. I'm handcuffed and on the chairs.
1: I'm 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 taking a fistful of diazepam and shoving it in your mouth. Who
0: needs to pull?
1: You need to shush now, Michaels, shush!
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Right. Why don't you wash it down with a lovely coffee? Oh,
0: <laughs> don't even tempt
2: me.
1: I've got my hand over his mouth to say like, Yes, yes, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> choo choo choo. There's a good boy.
4: Is it just the chief here? There's no other cops. It's just it's the, the chief. chief. Alright.
2: The chief, um you you this happens. You you you, you Drug Michaels <laughs> so that he shuts up, and a couple of minutes later you hear the footsteps coming down the
0: stairs, and it's a, a it's Agent Morgan and Chief Buffington Probably you probably talked to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Calm me down a little. But when
4: while he's looking around, I would like to like look in my coat pocket mm-hmm. for the evidence bag to see if it's still. That's there, Yeah, and just the, a straight razor, a straight razor in it. Okay. I want to show that to the chief. Yeah, all right. When we're upstairs, I guess. Okay, tell me what you do. Uh, listen, Chief, you've been in this house before. I want you to tell me, off the record, you see anything funny while you was here?
2: Funny, haha, or <laughs> funny? <word. laughs> I think you mean. I don't mean funny, haha. <laughs> um, he says, "No, no. What do you mean? I didn't see anything funny. I mean, there was a murder. There's blood all over the place. What do you mean
4: funny?" What do you mean? What Weird. do you mean funny? Unnatural. Weird stuff happening. You know, do you, you mean- ever seen a black cat cross your path? Think, whoa, fuck. Seven years, bad luck. That kind of bad, bad juju going on. I mean, anything like this? Any of your any of your boys say anything like this? Uh, Chief Puffington,
2: he, he, he takes a moment and he turns around and he looks out the window. And, uh, he seems to take interest in something that's up the street, maybe. And, uh... Without turning around, he says to you, um... You're with the FBI, right? Yes, sir. And he turns around and he says... You guys don't usually get into that sort of stuff,
4: except on TV, I thought. Well, if there's something, uh... My mother taught me it was always believe what you see on TV. <laughs> Cause it sounds crazy, but
2: I did feel something. A couple of days after the murder, I was all the evidence had been collected and the guys had all left. Forensics had packed up, and I was here on my own. And it just felt we I I I don't know I don't know. It just felt
4: weird. You, f- you felt something? No. But that fella downstairs. God, let me tell you, he never shuts up. He said he saw something. I want to know if he's completely lost his mind or if there's something to it. You think he's, uh. Totally mantis, this kid? Or, uh. Don't know the meaning of the word, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back down and talk to your weird friend. One more thing, Chief. Yeah, who was it in charge of evidence collection here? Uh, that was Robertson. I think leads our forensics team. With the with the local police, one of your boys. Uh, it was yeah. That was local department. Why? You mind want to have a word with Robertson. I found this in the kitchen sink, right in view, and I. Show him the razor. He
2: stares at it in disbelief.
4: He's, you found it where? Sitting in plain view, kitchen sink. He reaches out to take it from you. Do you I, I, take I, it? I'm gonna have to take this to the the FBI to process. That's that's crazy. That
2: kitchen sink someone must have someone must have been here someone else must have been here and moved moved it there there's no way we could have missed that
4: that's what i'm thinking in no way he managed to cut his own throat upstairs walk all the way down put it in the sink walk back up was the window cracked? It, Maybe it, it, he, he, died, outside? he died in the master, bath, in the master, bedroom. master bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Which is downstairs. Down, oh, it's a
0: bungalow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's only that one yeah. thing over the, over the garage. But um, still, still you're right. Yeah. There's no way you could have done. walked across the hall, come back, and there's only blood in the master bedroom. Unless there was an accomplice. Or a murderer.
4: That's what I meant by accomplice, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think you just may have changed what type of case this is. Okay, um, we're going to have to log that at the station. Can you bring it by? Or you can hand it to me right now.
4: You seem kind of apprehensive about doing that. (laughs) I'll bring it by once I process it at the FBI quarters. Okay
2: feel like I should be getting some kind of docket or signature here <laughs> from you, but I'm not 100% sure. So let's say that you follow correct procedures and you give him a receipt. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll sign in duplicate Then thank you. Uh, back downstairs, he finds y- Madeline and Michael's on the couch.
1: Mm-hmm. Ma- Madeline is like completely out of character. Like she usually looks very prim and proper. She's somewhat spread eagled with one foot upon the couch with her Um, disheveled suit, smoking a cigarette and, uh, and trying to look really casual. Like she hasn't just frantically stuffed a bunch of pills down (laughs) agent Michael's throat.
0: Now, now the question I think everybody wants to know is how has the wet, Uh, affected the cat hair on her suit.
1: Oh, there's like a whole... It's like a whole layer that you could probably wring your fingers across it and pull out clumps. I mean, it could technically be like an extra layer of body armor at this point. I like that. Yeah. Hair completely in disarray, probably big panda eyes. Uh,
0: How is Michaels looking? Uh, He is uh, zonked out somewhat. So uh, I I think he's, he's... He's no longer muttering. He's way calmer. The, the 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 drugs have hit him hard, maybe a little too hard, and he's just looking vacant and tired, just tired. He's also sitting down with his hands behind his back because they're they're cuffed behind. They're cuffed, him. yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Buffington has a look at you. He says, uh, "I'll come <laughs> back to you, Agent Madeline." Yes. You want to tell me again why you're wet?
1: We've heard various different stories about how the people died in this house, and some of them sound quite incredulous. We were trying to reenact them to try and figure out how they could have been, um, how they could have been carried out. There is one case of someone who apparently died of drowning, but was found in a bone dry bathtub.
2: And if I go and check that bathtub now, it'll be bone dry
1: water was running before me, wasn't
2: it? It was full. Yeah. But yeah. how would you get wet you exactly. um, the pond?
1: The, exactly. The bath should be... It should be wet, yes. We failed at finding out how um, this could have potentially happened.
2: You want to explain the puddle in the middle of the floor in the master bedroom? The what? There's a big puddle right in the middle of the floor. Looks like maybe someone fell on the ground and they were soaked was that you?
1: oh yes I must have slipped Stupid <laughs> stockings you know
2: alright <laughs> this sounds like a lot of bullshit I'm gonna go take a look in that bathroom myself go with him and he leaves the room
1: uh, she follows
2: okay um, he gets to the bathroom with you he takes a look around the bathtub is bone dry He looks back at you and goes, I don't I don't know what's going on here. But it seems really fucking weird. And I think you guys are bullshitting me. I'm not happy about it.
1: What would you like to hear from us?
2: I'd like to hear what the fuck happened. Real what happened?
1: Hmm.
2: Did you see something here? Is there some weird shit going on in my town I want to know about it.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I think that... Sorry, sorry. Just Where's Agent Morgan? I'm, with, I'm in the room with you. Okay, friend. cool.
1: I think that this house has a lot of history that can lead to... Imag- imaginations to run high. Yeah, well... And that is why... One of the reasons why we've come to investigate it. We, we are curious about how Donnelly's death was so strange and we would like to be able to put it rationally and logically to rest
2: Give me a human troll Fail um, okay Buffington it does not look like he's believing you Um, but for some reason he kind of backs off And, um... He says, uh... I want you to keep me up to date on what's going on here. Or I want you out of my fucking town. Okay? And, um... I'm gonna let your friend go. But I'm not happy about it. The only reason I'm gonna let him go is because I don't know what to write in the paperwork. He got off lucky. Now, uh get your shit together get out of this house if you're gonna come back here i want my department informed i don't want you just turning up at this house scaring the neighbors we got some really weird calls from the ne- small lady across <laughs> the street i'm not going to go into the details on it but it's i thought it was bullshit but now maybe maybe she was telling us the truth
1: oh, what did she say
2: some really weird guy <laughs> weird firefighter <laughs> she heard noises uh, there were noises coming from the house for uh, several hours this morning and this afternoon that's why I'm here, I didn't expect to find you guys here anyway, as I said, let's get you out of here, guys. let's get this place locked up and he comes back to the den he, off, he uncuffs you uh, uncuffs Michaels And leads you all out of the house Who has the key?
1: We all have a key
2: You shouldn't all have a key oh, no, Give me sorry, keys I, I, thought, I, thought, <laughs> I
1: thought you the GM were asking, was asking <laughs> that
4: Who's got the key here? Yeah I'll lock up I'll lock up Give me the key This is my jurisdiction officer
2: This is my town agent I'm a federal
4: bad. agent sir so. With all due respect. I don't know
2: where your jurisdiction comes in on this. You have not proven that to me at all yet. Well, then you can speak to
4: my boss. I don't want to have any trouble with you, sir. Maybe I will speak with your boss. Go ahead. This is all cleared out. Fucking federal bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Look, officer, I want to work together, okay? Let's not step on each other's toes here. A-
0: Agent Michaels just mumbles to himself, doesn't matter, the house will let you in if you want to.
2: He pretends not to hear you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I nudge uh, Michael's very hard in the ribs.
2: Uh, Morgan, walk with me to my car. Okay, yeah. He leaves the other two of you behind. He says, Listen, Morgan, I don't know what shit's going on here. I'd like to help you out because I don't like weird shit going down in my town. But you gotta work with me, you gotta give me something. Did you learn anything? I want to know about it. You want to go back to that house? I want to know about it. You want to do any weird shit in my town? I want to know about it before it happens. And if I don't know about it before it happens, and I find out that it happened, there's going to be fucking trouble.
4: You got it, Chief?
2: He says nothing more as he opens his car, gets in, starts the engine, stares daggers at you for a second, and then he drives away. You're all standing outside 1206 Spooner Avenue It's late in the afternoon It's cold, it's really cold
1: I'm still very wet Yes I put my hand on Morgan's shoulder And say, nicely done, Morgan
4: We'll see I'm sure if that comes back To bite us in the ass, you won't be saying that Your persuade role was a fail So yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) correct
2: Let's understand there are consequences.
1: Yes, uh, but also, like, I feel like neither neither me nor Michaels really have the, the ability to throw around our power quite as much. No.
2: What's... What y'all gonna do? Quick, before Agent Madeline freezes to death.
0: I can't drive.
1: Yes, I was about to say, he is not going to be able to drive... I suggest that we reconvene at uh the motel and put in a call to Agent Mason.
4: Yes. Uh do you want me to drive your car? You should be feel lucky I ain't taken it to Impound. You're taking the tampon. Give
0: me your fucking keys. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we go to the diner? I uh have a really nasty taste. Like aftertaste in my mouth still. Mm. Was it bullshit? Because you were speaking a lot of bullshit over there.
3: <laughs>
0: hey, come on! You should have seen it. He should have seen it. It'd be uh, clear then. Madeline Everything would be clear.
1: Madeline is giving very squinty eyes. Um, at uh, at Michael's.
0: Oh, oh, oh! you're cold. We uh, hold on, and I I got this though, and I pull out one of those firemen, you know, big jackets. The ones that are fireproof. They're really thick, and I'm like. At least you can do is wear this. I am zonked out completely at this point, but I'm, I'm at least got some kind of rationality going on.
1: When you, you put the jacket around her, and even though like it's making her warm as you're putting it around her shoulders, she's still giving you very squinty, like unbreaking squinty eyes.
0: It's not my fault you drugged me.
1: <laughs> I I want to I want to do some kind of hu- maybe human insight check on on Michael's. Okay.
2: Sure, go ahead.
1: Like, uh, yeah, I know he's a bit dopey because I, I gave him some diazepam, but like, he he was spouting a lot of shit, and I I want to do he was going on with him.
0: You hit breaking point, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I, I I put it I I deferred it to my parents again. But, uh, uh, so you didn't pass your breaking point, or you did pass your breaking point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I went, I went below, and we, we pushed it over. So I'm at 39, and my my breaking point is 38. Okay, <laughs> I need to piss the wrong way, and I will lose <laughs> it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> what
2: you get on your human? You I, I passed. You passed. Um, do you want to tell her what she gets from you? I mean, it's uh, your mental state, I guess. I mean, he is—he is drugged, obviously. So mm. it's difficult to tell exactly what's going on. But But
1: I—but I I saw him before he was drugged. Yeah, and like the last time I saw him before that, he seemed completely fine.
2: Yep. Yeah, I guess we could describe it as like a a sort of a manic episode he seemed to be going through. maybe he had been triggered by something that he saw in the house. Uh, surely he couldn't descend into descend to this level of um, uh, disassociation so quickly. You were only in the house for well, it felt like probably 30 minutes. Hmm. I but, 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 but
1: Buffington did say that he got, he'd got heard about noises in the morning and the afternoon.
0: For hours, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it only feels like we've been in for what? How long do you say? I felt like you've been there maybe thirty minutes, uh, maybe forty minutes. But <laughs> fighting with the GM is always good. But uh, uh, uh it clearly hours have gone by.
2: Yes, hours. it's it's getting dark. Right, it yes. is dark now, I guess. Uh.
1: Selena lights another cigarette huh. and draws very, very long on it. One uh, breath. <laughs>
2: uh. So where are you guys headed now?
1: To the diner. I okay. I jump what? in Morgan's car to drive, and I'm like, like pushing Michael's down. Like, come on, come on, oh, trying wait, to get wait, him wait.
0: into the wait. No, door. I'm, I'm I. Are you, you in the truck? You're, yeah. Then I might as well drive. If you're going to drive my truck, I might as well stay in the truck. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you going back to the motel to get changed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we,
1: we said the diner is opposite the motel so yeah. then I take Morgan's car
2: Well no to, it's it's a bit of a drive away but it's not so far
1: Because I was going to say because the next morning we said that there was a diner opposite and we just walked over to get breakfast
2: Oh well there could be another diner you are talking about mm-hmm. I, I thought we were talking about the first diner that we were in So you're going to the one that's by the by the um, motel Yeah Okay cool
0: uh, I, I just want to add a little thing as zonked out as I am I am a good firefighter I uh, picked up <laughs> up my axe and put it back in the truck Just I, I didn't just leave an axe in the okay, house, that, uh, it's in the truck I'm sure the police
2: chief did take it uh, uh, So Michaels and Morgan are in the uh, diner uh, a few minutes while they wait for uh, Madeline to come back with dry clothes um, Everyone roll a d4 That's a 2 for
1: Madeline
4: that's a four for Morgan oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. That's a three That's a three Subtract that from your willpower
1: Damn
4: it
0: Come on man How much willpower do I <laughs> What happens when I hit zero uh, You have a mental breakdown Or of oh, Um.
2: Yeah if you don't take a rest after losing a lot of sanity Your willpower suffers and we didn't and you're lucky to, uh, madeline's lucky she cl- changed her clothes because i was going to get you to roll the d6
1: <laughs> why wouldn't i get changed?
2: You? <laughs> uh you're at the you're at the diner um you've already got some coffees in front of you maybe a pie whatever you want to eat um agent michael's and agent uh morgan are sitting in front of a couple of coffees and maybe a pie as agent Madeline walks in in dry clothes not a suit anymore
1: not a suit anymore (laughs) i i don't have another clean pressed suit jacket so i've currently got my pajamas on also like her her heels are completely waterlogged so and she's got like trainers some uh like (laughs) sweat sweatpants and like an oversized probably like her university hoodie or something like that yeah
2: Mm. is she more comfortable like this very even with these people
1: I think at this what? point she doesn't care.
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> She's what, just been too mu- through too much. Like a ha-
1: hair is like just up in a scruffy bun.
0: Yeah. What's, and just doesn't care. What's the, what's the Quantico? No, you've got a Quantico jumper. Oh, course. Yeah, course. yeah, 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 definitely. Got to have, yeah, 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 perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and
2: then you can put the wheelpower roll back in here at this point, I guess. Sure. Cool. Excellent. All right. What's next? Uh, I'm I need. I
1: plonk down next to these guys and I'm like, oh, I could absolutely demolish some chili cheese fries and I'm like, trying to get the waitress's attention.
2: Yeah, you attract her attention soon enough when she comes over, she takes your order she heads back to the kitchen
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna order like three tons of food. What are you having? Uh I'm sorry, what? What, what do you want to eat? Uh, I'll have a coffee <laughs> Yeah, we, you got you got a you want another one? Sure. Okay. Yeah, Morgan's
4: I'll, I'll, just staring wide eyed. Don't I'm worry, I'm gonna order, order half to the do. menu.
0: I, I ordered three different items on the menu.
2: Okay, so do you want to tell each other what happened
1: mm.
2: to you all at the house?
1: I think we're both first. Like Michael's, what the fuck?
0: Nah, you guys go first. All right. All right. And uh, a little bit of clarity comes back into Michael's eyes. Uh, you guys, you guys know a lot about Native American tales.
1: I can't say it's my specialty.
4: What are you? I'm gonna get all spiritual on us now. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, like a lot of people think. Uh, oh, what's the name of the bad juju one? Uh, oh, Wendigo. Yeah. A lot of people think that the Wendigo is, is, is supposed to be some of crazy monster, but it's not seeing the stories. What happens is if you get too, if you have too much avarice in your life, that's when you start to, that's when you start to transform. All their stories are about either following the right path, you know, nature's path, or. They're about diverting, being selfish or doing things the wrong way, and then you transforming and becoming something else. I think think that's what happened at this house. Somebody did something real bad, or somebody wanted something real bad. Now the house, the house is acting that out. Simple. It all makes sense. It's clear as daylight. Perfect job
4: done. Go tell Agent Mason. Which the the a sand roll for listening to that? <laughs> <laughs> really? No. no. <laughs> I slap him on the back of the air. What
0: what's the matter with you? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, man. The house is—it's got real power. It's what it is. It's simple as that. It's, no, you don't need to figure out anything else. I mean, clearly, like I—I I saw the dead boy. You probably took a shower. I don't know what you were doing. You, I, I, you saw some dead bones underneath the house. Why would the house have dead bones underneath it? I'm telling you, man. It all makes sense. You're right. The bones must be from some ancient burial mound. Nah, the come on. The spirits come back to haunt us Don't give all. me that Stephen King bullshit. Come on. Come on. I'm serious here. This is it.
1: Michaels, it's kind of hard to take you seriously when you are drooling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not the one that drugged me. Oh God, it is—it's all over me as well.
4: How much did you give him?
1: Enough to shut him up.
0: I believe you described it as a handful.
1: A right?
0: Fistful. <laughs> 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 think she Full gave, Fistful. I think she gave enough to knock out a horse. But that's okay because people always say I'm built like a horse. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to ask you to give me a conjecture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's go.
0: I—I'm so sorry. I'm—I don't. <laughs>
1: I mean as a, as a medical professional I would have known not to give him a stupid amount
0: not to kill him <laughs> 28
4: 28 That's a pass uh, oh good point probably should be yeah you uh, must have a high constitution
0: I sure do I got 70. if you're drowsy but you're you're not falling asleep <laughs> nah. No. Uh, not, not until I eat Morgan mm.
1: what happened to you in the house?
4: Uh, well, you know about the hole in the kitchen? Was the
1: living room?
2: That was in the front room, yeah. The, oh. um,
4: okay.
2: uh, what's the name of the room? Did, did it lead to an
4: open it's kitchen? It's the dining room. It was in the dining room. Hmm. Yeah, I got grabbed there by a big fucking rat or
0: something. Uh, Is that what it was? It was a big rat. Solved it. Maybe it was a Wendigo. Nope. Uh,
4: then upstairs... You know, I thought I saw some stuff.
0: Was it the rat again?
4: No, no, no rats this time. Something much bigger, much scarier. Like my ma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, saw, uh, I saw an old woman. I think it was the uh, that Italian broad.
1: Ah, the Divatella lady.
4: That's the one. Mm. And, uh, smelled some gas. Wait. Spoke to another lady. I, we recently researched all this, so... Yeah. It was like, so... You guys remember Jan Janine Aiken?
1: Ah, the gas leak.
4: The gas leak, guy. Ah, that's the one. Could have sworn I was reliving it.
0: <sighs> shotgun. I heard a shotgun. Where, where we? you? Wait, from outside? From inside? No, from inside the house. From the night before, I heard the piano. I saw a blue boy.
1: I also saw the boy. Was he blue? He was. I went into the bathroom, and the bathtub was filling up with water. So I went to I went to pull out the plug, and suddenly the boy was there, right in front of me. And then I saw uh, the Wheeler woman in the mirror. And then, okay, you're not going to believe this, fellas. But, oh, try me. there was, I kicked, I kicked a penny and it went, instead of hitting the mirror and bouncing off, it went right through to the other side. And when I reached in to grab it, I can't even, I can't even begin to make logic of it, but it was like I was suddenly in a, in a lake or something. I was pulled through, and I... I swam for my life. I almost drowned. Yes, okay, don't have to look at me like that. I know how stupid that sounds.
0: Oh, no, it sounds rational. It sounds more rational than the fucking rat.
1: (laughs) Strangely enough, though, all of that blood on the mirrors, it it wasn't there when I went in. But you, you did see... You did see that shape, that outline in the mirror, right, Morgan?
4: Hmm, just like in the report.
1: That's the mirror that I got pulled through.
4: It's gotta be another hallucination, right?
1: Oh, well, I just magically hallucinated all that fucking water all over me.
4: Well, well, I mean, seeing the blood not there, right?
1: Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, hey the house called out to any of you guys? What do you What do you mean what called you out? Mean? <sighs> this morning, last night, I don't know. The early hours. My parents called me. Except, it weren't my parents.
1: Yes, uh, I think I think you mentioned this. Uh, it previously.
0: He's crazy. He's repeating himself. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, watch out house is going to call out to you now. You've seen its power.
1: You... You say that with quite some conviction.
0: All makes sense now. It all makes sense now. Ain't too far fetched. It's what happened to Donnelly, no?
4: What say you we call Mason?
1: I think that's a very good idea, especially if um, Buffington is going to start... Riding our asses more. It's going to make investigating a bit more difficult.
2: Cool. Okay, so you're going to call Mason? Yes. Where are you calling them from?
1: Hotel room, I think.
4: Well, Motel it's something room? from a payphone probably. It's probably the least traceable place. Okay, so
2: only one of you is speaking to him then? Wait, didn't he, give us,
4: he, he gave us phones. To yeah, he, gave to. Us he did something. give you phones,
2: so you can use those. and oh. You could put one on speaker, mm-hmm. but if you will went somewhere private, and then you could all speak
4: with
1: him. Well, I, I would better. say go to the go to the motel and use the burner.
4: Oh, the motel. All right, I guess I'm not insane yet. I was being paranoid.
2: <laughs> okay, let's go back to the motel. We are in someone's room? Maybe Michael's. Room? No, your room is pretty filthy,
4: right? If we ordered three rooms next to each other, then whichever room is in the middle.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, that's my room.
0: Of course. We're in, it we're in Agent Michael's room. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, is there a smell in here? Uh, you tell me. Uh, for all I know, what happened last night? Uh, not much. I, I went to bed early. Okay. Yeah.
1: It uh, smells of men's sweaty farts.
0: First of all, my farts are sweaty, sure, but Eric Parasa's farts, <laughs> no, no, they, they, they smell, smell like, like pine cone. They smell like pine
1: cone. <laughs> <laughs> took the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. Uh, He doesn't need an air freshener in his truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, th- I, think, I think he's too much of like an outdoor survivalist whatever yeah. nonsense that everything is neatly packed away. But if you tell me that everything is, is out of place, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I think there's probably two beds in here. Yeah, um, two single like <laughs> singles or what would you say? Now? I don't know what bed sizes are. Queens. Queens. Is that like you get uh, like two queens in like a twin room, right? Really? A no, you get, you, one, get huh? two, yeah. queen, you get two. Yeah, but in the US, I think a queen is like a small bed. Is a small bed? Huh. It's, it yeah, doesn't matter. The, the they, listeners don't, don't care, do neither things. do <laughs>
1: There's two beds. There's yeah. two beds.
2: Yeah. It just it looks like a motel in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, two of you are sitting on one bed, and one of you <laughs> sit on the other, and you've got the the phone is on the, the, the little um, table that's between the two beds. Do you want me to remind you of the briefing? Yes. So... The original briefing for Operation Iago. The agents are to determine the cause of FBI Special Agent Arthur Lee's recent death. Uh, they are to focus attention on the house at 1206 Spooner Avenue and determine whether it re- represents an ongoing threat to the public. Once those two protocols are complete, the agents are to inform their contact and ask for further instructions. Do you feel those two protocols are complete? yeah Uh, yeah. I
1: I feel like we've determined it is a threat to the public but we don't know exactly what happened to Donnelly
4: I think it's fairly straightforward what happened to Donnelly Mm. because we all experienced the same shit
0: in the house plus you got his old write-ins yeah from the uh, green box and also
1: but we don't know that any of the people committed suicide
4: well look we don't know that we don't know anything for sure but we know none of these murders slash suicides had that much evidence around aye but it's pretty clear from first-hand experience that he went in there, got talked to, got called by the house, or however Michael's put it, and went nuts and killed himself through some hallucination.
1: I would say you would, we, could, we could boil it down to unnatural occurrences in the house caused him to either kill himself or kill him. He died by something unnatural in the house.
0: Yeah. Well, don't, was, don't forget he got obsessed with the house.
4: He was possessed or something.
0: It's clear as
2: daylight. Okay, cool. Deliver your report. You dial the number and place the phone on the table, and Agent Mason answers. Emcel, what's your report?
1: Well, Agent Mason, um,. We can absolutely confirm that 1206 or 6 Spooner Avenue poses a threat to the public. Since the death of the Wheeler family, every family that has moved in has had at least one death, and there seems to be no signs of the house stopping from continuing to change hands. We've encountered various unnatural phenomena in the house firsthand, and it would appear Donnelly's cause of death is from some form of unnatural influence from the house.
2: Mason, takes a second to respond, you can hear him breathing heavily on the other side end of the line and he goes, Okay, yeah, that is about what I was expecting. Um, By all accounts, Donnelly was a solid man, solid agent. It's very strange that he would have just done something like that without some other influence. Do you have any idea of the source of this unnatural incursion in the house?
1: We have some suspicions I think it would require slightly more research But we do have leads
2: Okay I want you to follow up those leads Um, As quickly as possible really Because uh, we don't know when someone else is going to get harmed Um, If you need to stop people getting inside the house Do that Cover up what has happened Don't let anyone else figure out what's happening
1: we have already ourselves been um stopped from re-entering the house without police presence now
2: oh shit okay well um you're gonna have to do it without the police finding out
1: of course though hopefully this means we won't see members of the public trying to enter anytime soon
2: okay you find anything in that
4: green box oh boy yeah, found a lot of journals, Donnelly, documenting his uh, deteriorate mental state. Okay. I don't remember too much what we picked up. We learned about the, we learned some stuff about the murders, the previous. It's murders. the
2: whole, whole passages in Discord, if you want.
1: to There was bur- the burned photographs.
4: Yeah, he was taking pictures of the mirrors, wasn't he want me to read it out again.
1: Yes, please.
2: The torn notebook pages are filled with the scrawl of Donnelly's handwriting. The first pages are the most coherent. They give a sense that 1206 Spooner Avenue had consumed Donnelly's mind for years. Being a local, Donnelly had heard many stories of the Spooner Avenue house, particularly as a child. The thought that it was truly haunted never crossed his mind until Amanda Braintree's dead a few years back. After investigating the house under the guise of a would-be buyer, Donnelly found himself actually considering purchasing it. But like a cold, he shook its strange, unnatural attraction off. He sent word up to Delta Green and waited. Seems Delta Green never replied. The notes resume when Yamila Sari entered the picture, but they are haphazard and disjointed. Donnelly tried to dissuade her from buying the house, but he recognised that same unnatural fervour in her eyes that had once toyed with him. She could not be convinced, and he could not bring himself to do worse. Donnelly stepped up surveillance on Asari when she seemed to isolate herself in the house. The last few pages of the notebook are filled with increasingly bizarre statements, written almost like math equations. They don't seem to be in any order. Reading these pages paints a picture of a man bent on a single purpose, uncovering the secret of 1206 Spooner Avenue, like a member of the bomb squad might go about defusing an explosive.
4: So what do you say to Mason? We got O'Donnelly's notes from his own investigation. From before, he tried to reach Delta Green. But apparently there was no response. We can follow up on his leads. But, uh... Looks like ultimately he ran out of time. There's something else in the green box. The body uh, of one of the dead kids. Jesus Christ. Right. I said the same thing I'm pretty sure um, I don't know what he was doing with it what he was hoping to achieve but I'll try and look into it
2: nothing else was what are you gonna do there. with the
4: body oh fuck knows man uh, maybe I'll burn it <laughs> what do you suggest boss well, where the fuck did he get it talking about the grave of this kid he must have dug it up well,
3: put
2: it
4: back you want me to put it back? <laughs> Are we sure that's the best idea? I don't know. You're the, you're the one there. Let me you figure, figure it out. Now.
2: But shit,
4: don't let that come back to you. You got any, any past occurrences of things like this being tied back to, you know, fucking spirits attached to an object or something, maybe? Man, I've heard all kinds of crazy
2: shit. But look, you got to get me something more solid and maybe I can come up with a some ideas to help you with but this is this is all a little bit vague
4: yeah you're telling me sure you're not missing Inton? italian woman uh, uh, yeah the there was um a pretty suspicious occurrence around the wheeler's time involving an italian woman some kind of witch maybe <laughs> a lot of weird shit went down when she was in the house
1: She appears to have been a disgraced nurse at a mental institution. I would like to look into her more, and there is a survivor from the house that does still live in the town.
2: Okay. All right. Look into that. Maintain, um, operation security as much as you can. Uh, and get back to me soon. I'll, um, I'll look through the records. We don't have many. We don't really keep them around. Turn over his eye. But I'll see what's here. I'll see if I've got any clues. If you get something more solid, though, let me know. Names of something. Um, some kind of uh, description of what was going on. Something I can I can cross-reference with what we've got.
1: There were reports of animal and blood sacrifices. Oh well, missing animals with blood drained. I have suspicions of some kind of blood sacrifice. And there were animal bones apparently under the house.
2: Okay, that sounds creepy as fuck. Thanks for telling me about that. Uh, I'll talk to you when you learn more. Good luck, agents.
1: Thank you, Mason.
2: He hangs up. Good fucking luck.
4: (laughs) What's your next step? Well,
1: that was useful.
4: Look, the chief is going to be on our asses after that. So, whatever we do, we got to do it carefully. I recommend we leave our cars here. Travel light.
1: Yes. What time is it now?
4: It is,
2: it's probably coming up on about, let's see, we said it was getting dark,
0: which would be four. so it's probably about 6, 7, mm. 7 p.m., let's see. You want to go to the asylum tonight?
1: After today, I'm not sure that I'd like to go to an asylum at night, thank you. And I'm sure we'll need an appointment anyway. My thoughts had been to visit, perhaps, either the antiquarian-friendly or the parapsychologist.
4: I got a suspicion on the on the worldly objects thing. Why don't we talk to the antiques dealer, see if... Yes. ...something about that. Mm. Where did this mirror come from? And the parapsychologist? Well, I mean, probably good to check by, huh?
1: For all we know, uh, they may have been gathering information on the Wheeler House as well.
4: Cool.
2: I'd bet on it. Okay, is that where you're heading tonight, or are you taking a
4: rest?
1: I mean, it's six. I, I reckon that we could at least, at least uh, visit the antiques dealer.
4: Hmm. Should we split up? Sure. Uh, I don't mind talking to the parasite.
0: Mm. Um. Can I rest? <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> I think the drugs are finally starting to hit.
1: Yes, I, I think that you should take a, a nice long rest, Michaels.
2: So, Michaels heads back to his motel, ro- or his motel yeah, room. Or stays in his motel room. Yeah, stays in his motel room. And the other two <clears throat> head their separate ways. Um, Morgan is going to visit... Oh, you, you can take my truck.
4: A meal. Um, where? Where would...
2: Now, he's, he, he works at Fulton College, which is two towns over, so probably probably an hour's drive. Okay. I'll,
4: uh, take, so, the truck for, I'll take my car for that. That oh, makes sense. Okay,
2: so it's going to be quite late when you get there, but if you call ahead, he's more than happy to wait for you. He's been expecting a call from you, and you're going to head over to Elizabeth Tucker's shop, antique shop. Yeah. Uh, now, that is in Meadowbrook and um when you get there she's closing up just the, the 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 sign on the door has been changed to closed the lights are off but you can see that there's activity in the back of the shop
3: mm-hmm.
2: you knock on the door and a moment later a, a, a young tall woman with um middle-length brunette hair um walks to the door she is wearing um a pair of jeans she's got a shirt on and, Sleeves rolled up, and she's got a pair of glasses on.
1: Would I know whether there is some kind of a secret passphrase or code word to identify yourself to a friendly?
2: Um.
1: Miss you mean friendly means that they, they are aware of Delta Green?
2: They are. She is aware of Delta
0: Green. Uh, quick question I, I, th- I thought it's only known as the agency. Um, it is known, it, it depends. Okay, so for me, it's just the agency.
2: Uh, for you, because I'm a newbie, would, it might be called the group. Okay, the group, yeah. Or, but you would know it, it is Delta
0: Green. Ah, uh, Okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. cool and cool.
2: as a Delta Green friendly, you've already been told that she's aware of Delta Green, mm. though she's not aware of what it really is. Um she answers the door and she welcomes you in. Um, you indicate that you are, in fact, from Delta Green. Um, you probably tell her that uh, you were just, you were just at the opera. Uh huh. And she, at that, immediately smiles. She goes, "Oh, okay." And she latches the door and she says, "Come back, come back to the office." Um, I was told that um, I was told that I might get a visit from you.
1: Yes, um, did you hear re- about the recent death of an Agent Donnelly in the town?
2: Uh, yes, the FBI agent, I did, I did read something about that.
1: Yes, we are here to investigate this, it's- Oh my,
2: I was, how is, how is Delta Green involved in this? Sorry, am I supposed to say Delta- I'm probably not supposed to say the words, am I?
1: Let's just say the agency, shall we?
2: Right, okay, yes, I'm very eager to help.
1: Yes, I appreciate your enthusiasm. We have had a bit of a rough couple of days. It's nice to see a fresh face. Um, Do you know anything about the Wheeler House?
2: The Wheeler House? The haunted house, the Wheeler House. Yes, of course. I mean, yes, I live in Meadowbrook. Everyone has heard stories about the Wheeler House.
1: Indeed. We are here to investigate some of the claims about potential unnatural activity. Oh, my. In twelve oh six Spooner Avenue.
2: Okay,
3: well, now, um, I had
1: I had heard that um, you have provided some of the furniture and items from the, or at least looked over or received even some of the furniture from the Wheeler House.
2: Uh, yes, there was um, a Miss Zari Was she bought the house some time ago, and, and I believe she is uh, passed. Um, but yeah she she bought some furniture here Um, she also inquired about selling some of the older furniture that was in the house Um, she didn't follow through on that not with me at least Um, but I could certainly look into if she actually sold it through anyone else Um, I don't know how else I can help but uh, anyway uh, you think I can help I'm, I'm willing to try
1: well firstly I'd like to know I, I'm assuming that she may have brought some items to you for appraisal
2: um, she did not bring the items with her. she had photographs they were large they were quite large there was a uh, hmm let me think uh, 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 just just a moment and she goes to her her laptop and she she goes looking for
0: something.
2: ah uh, yes here it is here it is um she was hoping to sell let's see she had uh oh yes it was a very interesting armoire um i couldn't find a buyer for it at the time so i didn't follow up on it um there was a piano as well she was looking to sell i believe and an end table oh i i, I did buy the end i did take the end table from her um wonder oh i didn't i didn't sell it it's i think it's in the storage lockup
1: i would love to see it
2: okay um it's not here the store is too small but um uh it's i have a a, a lockup just outside town where i keep some of the larger items um we we could go there now if you like
1: uh, yes i would very much like to see that thank you although i do have a few more questions before we go what can you tell me about the piano?
2: It was, uh, it was an upright piano. Um, I only saw a photograph, but it looked to be in good condition. It was probably 1920s, 1930s that it was made. It wasn't particularly old. Um, but it was a nice piece. I'm sure uh, if she did sell it, I'll be able to find it. It might take me a couple of days
1: yes that piano is no longer in the house so i presume that she has sold it
2: she must have sold it then yes
1: and the armoire
2: the armoire yes it was a modern american style 1940s i believe um again i don't know where it went but i can probably find it it was a nice piece and there's not many antique sellers around this area i just called my contacts i'm sure i can find who sold it and where it went
1: yes that would be wonderful Right. And one one more thing before we leave. Would you say that there may have been anything strange about Izari's state of mind?
2: Hmm. It's quite a while now that I s- since I spoke with her. Uh, let me think. She seemed fine when I met her. I don't remember thinking there was anything unusual going on. Um... I do remember, though, after her death, some of my customers mentioning the death happening and uh, that they had met her briefly when she had first arrived in the town. But, um, yeah, the the story was she seemed to have um, shut herself off in the house and hadn't seen anything, uh, anyone for quite some time before her, she died.
1: But she seemed happy and lucid or nothing remarkable when you spoke to her when I
2: spoke to her yes she seemed fine again this was she had just moved into the house she was moving old stuff out and moving her own stuff in Mm. um she was very much getting settled at that time Mm -hmm. I did not see her again after she'd been living in the house for a while
1: did did ancient Donnelly ever come by here to talk to you
2: Donnelly Hmm. no not that I recall
1: I see.
2: Don't believe I ever met him.
1: I see. Um. Well, that's at least somewhat useful. Thank you. Now, if if we could go and take a look at this end table, I would be very much appreciative.
2: Absolutely. My car is outside. It's probably a 20-minute drive. Um, She and locks up and leads you to her car.
1: And as we're on the drive, I don't probably cut over, but the, as we're on the drive, I want to ask her, like um about uh, what she knows about uh the house the wheeler house and maybe the wheelers or Divotello. if she knows anything about that
2: um she does not know she at least not off the top of her head but she's willing to do research and find it and learn anything that she can
1: i ask her to please do so
2: cool okay um agent morgan was going to the parapsychologist across. yes yeah an hour's drive away. By the time they're on their way to the lockup, um, I think you're probably arriving at Fulton College. Um, it's quite dark now. Most of the lights in the college are off. Um, certainly the main building, uh, the doors are closed. You can see the students every so often leave the library doing some late studies. Um, you pass by some halls of residence and there's a uh, people in there, there's activity in there, but the main buildings are quite dark. Um, Apart from the building where Emil Yarrow works, you can see that there's one office light on. Um, and when you go in and you go to the office that you were told to, where, where you were told you were, could, could find Dr. Emil Yarrow, parapsychologist. And um, He opens the door when you knock and asks how he
4: can help. Good evening, Dr. Yarrow. It's uh, Agent Boshears, I called ahead.
2: Ah, Agent Boshears, yes, yes, come on in, and he leads you into his office. He is mid-forties, he's quite overweight. Um,
4: He's got a... Give me a mm Hmm pass that's a critical success or is it different to Call of Cthulhu if it's doubles
2: doubles is a pass or a fail yeah whether it's over or under
4: so that's a critical critical success. success yeah
2: he comes across as a very confident man um even in this just in this short interaction as you as he brings you into his office and you look around and you can see that the walls are covered in like certificates and so on there's photographs of him with various people that you don't recognize but he looks very pleased to be taken to have his picture taken with them. um he gives off a sense of extreme confidence which you immediately recognize as being like a mask over like uh complete um, uh, lack of confidence in himself. So he's a lot of bluster, this man. Mm -hmm. Um, He offers a a seat to you and then he sits behind his massive oak desk that's covered in papers that that are scattered around in a very um, almost deliberately chaotic manner. Um, There's Books that have been left open and stacked on top of other books that are also open—it all seems a
4: bit much. How can I help you? Well, I was just hoping we could have a have a talk uh, about Twelve Six Spoon Avenue. You're—you're uh, gonna have
2: to—you're gonna have to. Gonna have to uh,
4: you gotta be familiar with the place—the the Death House over in Meadowbrook. Death House.
2: Meadowbrook, I'm not entirely sure I know what you're talking about. Let me let me just uh, try and jog my memory. He turns around to his computer and he does a Google search. And he, <laughs> uh, oh, yes, of course. Oh, the death house. Yes, yes, yes,
4: yes. I know all about it, of course. You know all about it? Uh, I know all about this sort of thing. <laughs> this sort of thing. Okay, okay. Um tell me mr Yarrow, what is it exactly you uh, you do what brought you in touch with the agency just to make sure i got the right idea coming here
2: <laughs> uh, yes with 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 your organization how did i become involved with your organization well it goes back um oh how long ago i think it was about 6 years ago um I was consulted um, on my area of expertise, parapsychology, uh, in relation to some debts in a a hotel um, in Vermont. Um, Very interesting case. Um, Your colleagues, I presume, um, at your secretive agency, um, were stumped. They didn't know what to do. Um, They called on me and, of course, I was able to help. I um, I know a thing or two. And uh, yes, I was very useful on that case. I'm sure I can be useful
4: on this case as well. Well, I sure hope so, doctor.
2: Oh, I have no doubt. Now tell me what you found and I'll see if I can uh, put the pieces of this jigsaw
4: puzzle together for you. Okay. First off, there's been a recent murder in the death house murder-suicide it is as of yet unclear how uh, droll this is, uh, almost pedestrian to begin with <laughs> carry on <laughs> yes doctor absolutely um now as you uh, as you know i'm sure you are a professional and an expert in this matter one of the top ones yes absolutely yep i've i am well familiar with your name um As you know, there's been a lot of murders, a lot of suicides in this particular property. Um, We are trying to piece together if and how they relate to one another. Now, please, I am not as intelligent or well-educated as yourself. You know, I'm merely an agent of the law. So could you please explain to me exactly how you might help as a parapsychologist what kind of what kind of information did you provide in this Vermont case for example what what kind of help can I expect to receive from you before I go boring you with the details here, of course of course and my time is quite valuable as <laughs> and I, thank, I thank you for appreciating that eight o'clock on a Saturday uh, evening does tell me you have a valuable time yes
2: <laughs> yes um, he it tells you. now. The last case, I don't know how much I'm allowed to share, but um, my my input was mostly to do with uh, research and my access to particular volumes of esoteric texts, uh, my understanding of them. Um, but in this case, I can be far more hands-on, if you like. I mean, I'd be I would be very willing to go to the house and conduct some tests uh you know there are um there are devices and tools and measuring equipment that we use to uh, establish the presence of um i believe you would call them unnatural forces in a location and uh i have all of this equipment and uh, i would be willing to um uh, use it of course there would be a small fee um it's not free for me to use you know um uh, I have to pay for supplies and so on, so I, I would have to charge you a, uh, a small sum. But Some I'm sure you won't have a problem with that. But uh, which is to say, I can help you in many, many ways. I have access to a lot of information uh, and knowledge myself, and expertise. And uh, yes, shall, shall we go to the
4: house? Shall we go now? No, no, doctor, that won't be necessary. Um, but by, wait, but let's dial it back a second. You said esoteric texts.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I, I
4: have, me in English, please.
2: I have spent some time uh, investigating and researching the occult, I, but, but I suppose you could call it. Um, in particular, where uh, mythology intersects with reality, and fact meets fiction, and legend meets. I don't know cultists and so on it's all terribly exciting really when you get into it
4: I'm quaking in my boots um, okay it sounds interesting uh, wh- you ever read up anything about where when a place you know just just ain't right maybe can a place be possessed by a by a ghost or, oh
2: certainly I would say certainly I have seen that many many times
4: okay can you feel uh, like this is turning into a job interview can you tell <laughs> me about a time when you uh, <laughs> when you found a ghost that had possessed the house well, I mean, we'd have to, we, we, we could be here all night. I'd have to give you so much background Just one, just one. It's okay. Uh, you don't have to go into too much detail.
2: Well, I mean, if you're talking about me personally, when I have found a house in this particular state, no, not myself.
4: Okay, so you read some.
2: I have read many things. Yes, many things. By no. top people.
1: The best, the best people. The best people. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Look, uh... You say you know about the death house. I do. Okay. So, if you want to to investigate it,
2: first of all, I suggest you involve me in your investigation. I think that I can be of uh, great help. And my equipment, as I explained to you, will help us to figure out if something is actually there which we cannot see with the naked human
4: eye or perceive with our own senses. I'll keep you and your equipment in mind, but right now I'm just after information. Very Very well. The first step I
2: would take in conducting such an investigation would be this. I would wait until after nightfall because this is when the spirits are generally most powerful and most willing to make contact. I would ensure I was alone or with people who understood what we were trying to uh, achieve. And then there will no doubt be some type of... uh, ritual, perhaps, which you can use to contact whichever forces are present in that house. You mean like a Ouija board? We call it a Ouija board. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes,
4: essentially. Okay, okay. Well, let's uh, let's change the line of question. Um, you say you're familiar with rituals, the occult... Do you know anything about rituals involving animals, blood sacrifice, that kind of that kind of thing?
2: Oh yes, that's quite common with uh, cases like this. You may have um, you may find the bones of animals on occasion buried around the the site, the the location, which is. Um, haunted we can we can use such such vulgar term um you it may be associated with a blood sacrifice perhaps someone with um an interest or even an obsession with the occult and the spiritual world will have been making these sacrifices to appease or to attract certain forces to a location to Deliver them with a a boon, a, or a, or a a benefit of some kind, to provide some kind of service to the person who is reaching out
4: across the walls of reality. What kind of forces are you talking about?
2: Well, it could be any uh, could be a a malicious force that's brought in to exact revenge on a rival. It could be a Uh, a beneficial force, one which is perhaps curing an illness.
4: Okay, okay, okay. And what say you brought one of these good guys in to cure something? Would they ask for something in return? What if he didn't give it?
2: Oh, they would certainly ask for something in return and if you did not follow through on your end of the bargain uh, yes, I wouldn't want to be around to find out Let me let let you in on a little secret These forces are never forces of good, they are always malevolent In my vast experience
4: Vast? Vast (laughs) Um... You ever heard the name Divitello? It does not ring a bell. Should I know it? Maybe, maybe not. Um, was a woman of some infamy in Meadowbrook. Back in the 20s. Italian lady came across the, across the pond. Spent a lot of time in the uh, the asylum there. Uh, that's quite a ways back, and it it's, I don't know, off the top of my head, but I can certainly
2: look into it if you'd like me to do some research. Please do. I
4: Absolutely. can uh, i can also provide whatever research we've already done. Let me provide you with uh, all of the information and background regarding Divatello. in this short
2: <laughs> cutaway. <laughs> 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 there was the newspaper clipping was pretty much all you had found about her. Yeah, yeah. So you shared that with him fine. um yeah he promises to do what research he can on uh divatello and her background and what she might have been into
4: okay um so divatello worked as a housemaid at uh, 1206 back in the 20s um in our own investigations on site we found a lot of animal bones perhaps more than animal bones underneath the house. And I can't help but shake. Uh, I can't shake the suspicion that the this is related somehow to all the deaths that occurred there.
2: Oh, without that would make sense. It would. It would seem to fit the pieces. And uh, yes, I've definitely heard of cases like this before. In some and, ways,
4: and Doctor, it is funny that you should mention disease curing because. One Mrs. Wheeler that was the, uh, the, the first first resident of the house, was she? Yeah. Yeah, it was built for her. The first resident of, uh, of Spooner Avenue, number 1206. Uh, she was miraculously cured of a terminal disease while Miss Divitello lived there with her and later fell ill again when the, uh, when the lady left. And you might say things have gone downhill from there how now assuming that some deal went wrong or wasn't met tell me doctor what is is there a way to get rid of such a force
2: oh i would say certainly yes um an exorcism can be performed not just on a person but also on a a location on a property um the trick of course is performing the correct exorcism get it wrong and uh you may not get the results that you were hoping for so identifying exactly what you are dealing with is an important step because only by identifying exactly what it is can we find the correct process for asking it to leave
4: how might we do that
2: there may be clues around the house that perhaps have been missed Perhaps it's been removed from the house over the years. There may be evidence of um, perhaps this old lady, the the Vitello, whom you mentioned, uh, who turned up when all of the strangeness began. Perhaps perhaps some of her effects or something related to her may have had something to do with this. Um, Certainly someone brought this force into the house and we can ask the force to leave. How they brought it in exactly is unclear as of yet but i believe we can figure that out and we have some clues to begin that with the bones for example um this miss vitello i'll have to investigate her of course but maybe i can find some clues there but uh i suspect the answer to this lies within the house or in an item related to the house
4: can you be more specific, Doctor? What should I be looking for?
2: Uh, I'm afraid I I cannot. Um, I'm making educated guesses here. But very educated guesses. <laughs> <laughs> very well educated guesses. Expensive
4: education. <laughs> and if we find these things, is there a way to tell whether we found them? Or what do we do when we get there?
2: I would suspect when you find these items it will become very apparent what they are. These things have a way of uh, making themselves known.
4: Loud and clear, Doctor. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Um,
2: I will uh, look into the things that we discussed and I'll get back to you um, maybe Monday afternoon.
1: What day is it today? Saturday night
2: isn't it I said that I assumed yeah I I just I yes did it so let's go with that
4: (laughs) um Monday sure if you can manage any earlier than that it is of the utmost importance that we uh, rectify the situation
2: well I can do the research quickly or I can do it correctly (laughs) I'm sure you would rather I do it correctly I'll get back to you as soon as I can you do that doctor thank you so much for your time you're very welcome now close the door on your way out please Oh sorry, you're not one of my students. It's fine. I'll I'll speak with you again soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I leave. What what is he a professor of? Parapsychology. Oh, I, I'd love it if he's just like, you know, no, nah, he's a history professor. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> French. <laughs> yeah. This is what he does on a lot of his free time. <laughs> so back to Michaels.
2: Um, you are resting. Okay. So give me a do 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 no you're gonna
0: am I resting or is the house you know waking me up again
2: did you suffer temporary
0: insanitary insanity I th- no did I, you you didn't you never lost more
2: than five you never lost five san at once uh no 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 I just lost a lot of twos and threes <laughs> <laughs> so you've got um I mean you're dosed to the gills with sedatives i i i Give me a sand test with plus 20% modifier.
0: Plus 20? So whatever, I roll plus 20. Well, that was 77. Plus no. 20 is 97. No, no, it's plus 20 to your threshold. Ah. Well, that doesn't help anyway, because because I'm at 39 right now. And what did you roll? 77. 77, you still fail? And your crit failed. Uh, apparently. <laughs>
4: we should have tied you down <laughs> <laughs>
3: um
2: so yeah you can't get to sleep oh fucking A. Uh, every time you close your eyes you hear voices you hear the the shotgun blast you see the
0: the blue boy i hear the piano i hear you i hear, hear the hear. piano you hear the music i hear what what's the beat oven i hear beat oven <laughs> beat oven <laughs>
3: um
2: <laughs> you hear <laughs> moonlight sonata playing hey. ghostily <laughs> through the walls uh. um you can probably i mean you're drug but you could you could
0: use alcohol and try and knock yourself out i mean I'm, I'm i'm already that's what i did last night yeah i drank before going to bed thinking it was gonna knock me out uh okay so if, I, if i'm stuck awake uh and it's just the house keeping me up. What if, what if I go to the diner and just, just order pie and coffee and try and pass out in the little booth. Okay. All right. You can to yeah. try and talk to anyone there. Yeah. I'll talk to the, to the, and say, Hey, it's a long night. I'm not, you know, I'm not falling asleep. Uh, I'm going to maybe, maybe not coffee. Let me get a hot cocoa and, and some pie. And, and uh, I close my eyes. Here, here's a tip to like not wake me up straight away. Cool. Okay. Yeah. She goes off to get you your, your food. I mean, it's only about—it's
2: probably about eight thirty at this time. So it's a little word that <sighs> she's like kind of weirded out by this, but she's totally terrified of you as well. So she's just what? gonna bring you up high. Why
0: uh, would she be terrified of me? Because you're drugged out of your eyeballs in this small town. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs>
3: Over Although,
0: a, no no no! I th- I, th- I think by then it would at least be nine thirty. Like I must. Okay, have, let's say it's nine thirty. Yeah yeah. I, m- I must have stayed. So it's it's a peak rush hour, and I'm like, yeah. get me a pie, hot <laughs> chocolate. Don't bother me if I pass out on the counter.
2: Yeah, there's probably like a group of teenagers in the next booth. Yeah exactly. Keep looking.
0: They came in to have a good time,
2: and there's like this weird guy behind <laughs> yeah. them, and they're just totally just freaked out by this guy. <sighs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Agent Madeline and Delta Green friendly Elizabeth Tucker are arriving at a warehouse outside of town.
4: Um,
2: so it's yeah, it's a couple of miles outside of town. Um, it's really dark when you get there. It's like an industrial area um, where there's a few different lockups. There's no one around, though. There's no one working. Um, she has to stop the car, get out, open. Uh, uh, a gate in a chain link fence.
1: Are we doing like Cabinet of Curiosity vibes?
2: One hundred percent. Except there's no one at work there at all, so mm. it's completely dark when she brings you in. Um, she parks the car and she leads you to the to the side door, and yeah, she presses the light switch and you hear the timer going <separatelyzessice> as <quietly laughs> like the uh, the the strip lighting above kind of flickers. Um, there's parts of the hallway where there's no light whatsoever, and the light doesn't even spread into the darkness there. Um, she leads you right to the end of the corridor to her own like lockup, and she pulls up the, the shutter, um, and there's a musty smell comes out. Um, but it's not damp; it's 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 just old. Yeah most of the stuff looks like it's well cared for everything's got covers on it um,
1: um, I want to say I realised on my character sheet I have a dictaphone so uh, I take out my dictaphone and I've been recording some of our conversations on it and I've, I'm kind of holding it as I'm as I was when I start to inspect the,
2: I may be describing things as you pick yeah. them up right. Uh, so you can't you can't really tell what most of the things are because they've got drapes over them. Um, but she leads you down to the back and she uncovers she lifts some boxes and she uncovers something and it's a it's a table. It's um so it is an end table in it like a dark mahogany. Um, do you have? Any art skill no okay um, so Tucker explains huge yes this um, really quite a nice table actually and in, in beautiful condition Apart from, there's a couple of scratches on the side but I think they could be um, easily waxed over uh, it appears to be Italian in origin um, probably sometime late uh, 19, uh, late 19th century. Um, I can't remember if I found any mar- maker's markings on it before, but I could certainly take another look, um, might give us a bit more of a, an idea of exactly where it came from. I'm not entirely sure how useful that would be to you, but we can look into it. Um, yes, I haven't spent so much time examining this table. Uh, please go ahead and take a look.
1: Is it, it's like a, just a, a table with four legs? Does it have like a drawer or anything like that?
2: Yeah, it's um So she tells you that it's Italian, but it when you look at it, it's got um like enamel decoration on the top, mm. and um, while she assures you that this style is definitely European um, late 1800s but it seems to depict scenes that you would associate with Asian art, Mm. maybe Japanese, um, but maybe not. Um, It just looks kind of vaguely Asian in a non-specific way. Or if it is specific, you don't Mm. know exactly what it's referencing. Mm. Um, It's in good condition, though. Uh, Designs are kind of interweaving and very complex and geometric. Um, It's very interesting to look at. There is... uh, If you take a closer look, and you'll have to get a torch or something because there's not great light in here. You can see that if you look closely at the designs, there is... um, There are people dancing. And every so often, it's like this scene is repeated. And the people who are dancing, they change. And the dance, the the shapes that their bodies are creating from the dance change. But there's one thing that doesn't change. And that's what's at the center of these dancers. And it's a tall, dark, completely black figure of a man. Hmm. And he always stands in the center of these dancers. Um... As you go around the table, you see that they start off quite lively, and there's lots of them, and then they reduce in numbers as you go around the table, and you notice that like some of the dancers are lying there dead on the ground at his feet. Uh, The more you look at it, the more detail you see. It's very strange. It did not appear so detailed when you first got to look at it. Uh, You get so close and you put your hand on it, you notice that um there is a dividing line two dividing lines through the center of the table um and when you put your finger to them you realize there's a cut in the wood in the full length of the table like Mm -hmm. there's slats here Mm -hmm. Um, touching them you seem to think maybe there's a little bit of give Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like they could be moved
1: yeah, I, I tried to I feel around a little bit to see if there's any kind of mechanism that might open it and if not I tried to get my fingers in and nudge them apart.
2: You must have hit something when you were, when you were running your finger along the bottom of the, of the edges of the table because there's a click and you, almost imperceptible movement of these pieces and when you put your hand there again you see that you can slide. One of you can slide a middle slat away mm-hmm. to reveal uh, a storage space inside the table. And there are three items in there, and they have been secured in place with um, leather straps, which have like a, a bone button each. Um, the items are a bronze knife. A bronze bowl. And a book.
1: Is there any identifying features on the cover of the book?
2: No. It's a blank cover. It's red, leather, it looks quite old.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I ask, uh, Tucker to come and take a like, look at the book I tell her not to touch it but if she can make any estimate on a like if it was safe for me to touch it like antique wise age wise you know some books might yeah. just fall apart. she
2: takes a look and she says oh yes you can I, I think you could move that I yeah, it, the, the letter looks uh, not terribly old maybe um, 100 or so 150 years old. Um, the book Um, I would put that, uh, maybe last century, early last century, uh, knife and the bowl. I would have to have a much closer look at to figure out where they came from.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I, um, does the, the knife and the bowl, they look just kind of like flat or do they have any like decorations on them or uh, any other inscriptions on them that I can see from where they are?
2: There are no markings on the knife. It's small and it's bronze and it's sharp and that's about it. Um, it's not ornate in any way. Um, the bowl, however, does have a marking in it.
1: I whip out my, my mobile phone. Sorry, I whip out my cell phone. Uh, and I've got the torchlight on and I'm taking pictures. I'd say that I also took a picture of the lacquer on the top before I opened it.
2: So you've got a bronze knife, that photograph, you've got a bronze bowl, and in the center of the bowl is this design, this kind of curved, pre-pointed sign. Um, Elizabeth Tucker tells you that it's called a triskelion. Um, it, it looks like so this, this, this design is carved into the bowl. Um, and there's something stuck in the in the in the grooves mm-hmm. like dirt maybe
1: mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I have a forensics kit with me Morgan would kill me if I just stick my finger in there
2: I'm sure you have baggies at least yeah if you want to bring them back to him sure or bring them somewhere I, mean, that you can I, look
1: I was going to like bring the just tick the table yeah Um, I take pictures of it I'm mm-hmm. not going to touch it um but I acknowledge it for now. I take a pause and a breath and then I go to take out the book.
2: Okay. Um yeah the the book seems in good condition. Uh, you're not worried about opening the opening it. Um when you do open it you realize that it is a diary. It is Isabel Wheeler's diary. Mm. Um there's a lot in there. It's very cramped handwriting And the book is full Um, It If you go from the start and then skip to the end It seems to cover the years 1927 To 1955 Um, You'd need to take Some time studying it though To to learn anything detailed from it
1: Can I take a glance at the last entry?
2: You certainly can Um, Do you want to try reading it out or shall I read it?
1: Uh, I'll read it. August fourth, nineteen fifty-five. The pain is returning, but it is all I deserve and more. The crone, that wretched witch, she said last night would be the final calling, final time we would perform the ceremony, and then I would join her in service to this Niarlathotep.
0: This motherfucker. This
1: motherfucker. (laughs) She gave me the ritual in her native tongue to study in an ancient leather text which, in turn, seems to be translated from something else. This, I discovered. Something dark and terrible to behold. Consuming my mind and demanding my name in his book. But finally I saw. I saw the blood. The blood I drank. Oh God forgive my folly. I refused, I refused the man in darkness. He vanished in fury, and Adele threw me to the ground in a rage. I awoke this morning, the house empty, and I feel such pain. Such agony is no more than I deserve, but I found another passage in the crone's book before she left, one that might remove the taint from this house forever. But at a terrible price, I am too weak now to pay. The price must be paid in blood. Someone has to die.
0: Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun.
2: Um, it will take you, let's say it'll take you the rest of the, all night. You can stay up all night reading it if you want.
1: I mean, I wouldn't stay here.
2: No, sure. but you go back to the motel.
1: How big is the end table? Um. Can I pick it up with one hand?
2: You can't pick it up with one hand. You could pick it up with two hands, though.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to judge because <laughs> I, I, I'm basically gonna ask uh, if I can take it with us, the whole table.
2: Yeah, she she agrees immediately, and she'll help you get it to the to the uh, to the car. She tells you that you'll do the research that she agreed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, If you learn anything new from the diary that I can help with, please let me know. Just call me at any time. She gives you her card. You get back to the motel with her and she helps you unload it. you don't notice across the street slumped against the window of the diner with his face mashed up against the window <laughs> is Agent Michael's completely dead to the world. <laughs> He's got pie all over the front of his face. <laughs> and there's, there's a very uncomfortable looking waitress trying to clean the table around
0: him. I <laughs> uh, think I paid her in advance.
1: I also, I, I pop my head into Morgan's door. and say, Morgan, we've got a big motherfucking clue.
4: Am I home yet by this point uh, oh, I
1: forgot you were the parapsychologist.
2: No, you're probably not back yet.
1: Uh, so I, I bang on the door and I say that, but when there's no response, I head back to my room.
2: Major Madeline probably grabs a coffee from the vending machine and makes her way back to her room, gets settled in, turns on the lamp, and settles down to begin studying this book. Are you going to study this book through the night?
1: Oh, yes.
2: Okay, roll a d6. That's a five. Lose five sanity. Are oh, we <laughs> <laughs> and plus two unnatural? And I'm gonna give you the rest of the diary entries.
1: Just FYI. That's put me one above my breaking point.
2: Oh, you too. Huh? Excellent.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she starts reading. The diary starts out innocently enough, and um Madeline continues reading through casually. But um as things begin to get darker, I imagine Madeline hunches over the pages, scribbling notes in her own notebook. The cramped diary records the recollections of Isabel Wheeler. From the years 1927 to 1955, it details Isabel's pact with the crone, when Adela di Fitello. It tells of the consecration of the Spooner Avenue property, to one called Luomo Nero, or the Dark Man. And the Dark Man's appearance on the 12th of July, 1955, when Isabel Wheeler refuses to go through with the final ritual, and the Dark Man disappears, and a Dale of Di flies into a fury. As Agent Madeline is reading this, I imagine she looks tense, veering on, frightened even. She's probably looking over her shoulder, jumping at every noise that she hears as the building settles around her or as neighboring guests go to bed. As she finishes reading the final page A loose leaf falls from the diary. It was hidden in a compartment on the back cover. This details the ritual for summoning the dark man and also for his banishment. And as Agent Madeline reads the words of this ritual to herself, Something in her cracks. She drops the diary to the floor. She stands up. Her face, completely blank, as she walks to the door of her room. Opens it. And steps out into the darkness. Hours later, it's 7am. Agent Michaels stumbles across the street from the diner. He's still got pie on his face. Agent Morgan leaves his room and he knocks on Madeline's door, which he finds open. Her room is empty. On the other side of Meadowbrook, in a disused rail yard, sits Agent Madeline. Curled in a ball on the ground. Bare feet are bloody. Her sweater and pajama bottoms filthy. Her dirty face, covered in grime and streaked with dried tears. She's mumbling something to herself and she rocks back and
1: forth. (laughs) Thanks for listening, folks. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. It'll help spread the word and help others to find us too. If you have any comments, questions, or just want to get in touch with us, you can. You can find us on Twitter with at TalesOfPodcast. We'd love to hear from you. This episode's Tales of crew is, Fabio as the Game Master, Mike as Lucas Boschers, Charles as Eric Paras. Myself as Selena Goodwill, as well as our audio producer. You can reach me on Twitter with at thatlastjan. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been modified for use. Details and links can be found in the show notes. (laughs) See you next episode.
2: He's a goddamn corpse fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>